take a deep breath Take the higher road That's what they always say As if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself Cause life ain't just a dream You make your own So kick and scream The people will like With a never ending force You never had the chance So what you waiting for The day has come my friend Cause this is war I have a very unique show for you guys today. I am excited to introduce to you a very special guest, someone that is very near and dear to my heart, my 13-year-old son, Benjamin. Hello. <laughs> Can I say that? <laughs> no, you're supposed to wait. I'm supposed to tell him in the beginning. Oh, my bad, my bad. I don't know. You got it like, like, can you like, I know we're not. Starting. We're like, no, we're like, recording. Okay, so let me finish. So <laughs> wait, no, no, no. We started. We started. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. You're gonna like tap me when I'm like I'm able to talk. No, it's okay. So here's the thing. You're not going off of that. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. So um here's the thing, guys. Benjamin was 10 years old when COVID struck. He turned 10 in November of 2019. And so by March uh, 2020, his life just completely changed. But we are going to ask him a bunch of different questions today. I have a lot of them written down. Um, I don't know if we'll get to them all, but I wanted to get his perspective as a 13-year-old um, throughout these last three years, essentially, you know, the world is much different than what we grew up in. Um, even if you were 20 years old, it's much different, but to get a perspective from a 13 year old right now in 2023, I thought would be very interesting. It's also part of his homeschool project. Um, since, COVID came out with a mask in 2020. I pulled him out of school. We tried another school uh, in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. 2021, we tried a new school and it was just so far away. Uh, I was spending two hours a day getting him there and back. And so I decided to homeschool him which is a very new experience for the both of us. So we will we will see how far we get into all of this. But I really want to know what you guys think. So please go to americaoutloud.com, Nurses Out Loud, pick the show Nurses Out Loud, and then in that page, you can send me an email. I'm your host, Nurse Jody O'Malley, and let's get started. Well, welcome, Benjamin. Hey, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for finally agreeing to do this. Yeah. I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so just make sure you speak clearly into the mic and and then we'll we'll just go from there. All right. All right. So no no questions are uh, off limits, huh? No questions. No. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, since I began with COVID. 
tell me, do you remember what your life was before COVID? I mean, you were 10 years old, like I said. So do you remember? Yeah, I kind of remember my life. It It's kind of like a blur. I don't know why. I just have bad memory. But I, I just remember it being like more pe- people were like more friendly. That's really, That's the only thing I remember that like stuck out before COVID. I feel like with COVID, they people became less friendly and more like to themselves. Okay. So like just wh- why do you think that is? Why, why do you think? Due to the lockdown. I think that's the main reason why, because people were outside, but not, not even outside, but people weren't uh, conversating with people in real life. Like they were just online and if they were, it was their family, but your family gets tiring sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, would you say that your friends um, became more isolated? Some did, but um, some didn't, didn't. I think they were more outside than isolated. What do you mean? What do you mean? Like out more outside? Like, like they, since no one was out, they were like at the park, like in doing stuff with their friends. So I think that that's what I'm trying to say. Like they're out, they're outside doing stuff with other people, but other people like, you can't meet new people. It's only the like um the friends that you're close with that you were hanging out with, like one or two of them. But I'm t- I'm talking more of like teenagers, like like adult, like about to be adult teenagers, rather than um kids my age, like that were like inside the most. I feel like 16, 17, 18 year olds were inside, and my age was more like outside. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like outside doing things like on, on the basketball court or playing or what? Yeah, like out. Yeah, outside on the basketball court and um. Yeah, I'd probably say outside on the basketball court and going to the mall and stuff like just, uh, going to places. But the thing is, uh, not all the stores in the mall were open, so that's why they were more outside. Or they probably would have been at the mall. Okay. Do you think it affected the older teenagers more than, you know, the 10 year olds, 11 year olds? I'd say that because teenagers like older teenagers have more freedom. So with 10 year olds, it's really just like whatever uh, mommy says I could do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's that's what I think. So what about so when you said like some of your friends were out and then other ones were not, were they, what, what do you think the difference was with the friends that weren't able to go out and the friends that were able to go out? What was the, the major difference? The major difference was, hmm. I'd say the major difference was that I don't really know. I, th- I think it's more of like what the parents think. Oh, yes. Yes. It's it's really what the the parents choose to do because the parents until like they're I'd say 18, they have full right to say to, to tell them what to do. So would you let me let me try to rephrase that what I'm what I'm saying. Would you think that the parents outlook and their and their morals and their values and their perspective of the virus was what altered 
the child's perspective. Yeah, I definitely think that whatever their perspective was affected the child's. I think unless you were like um, 16 or 17, I feel like that, that like, hmm. If you're like 16 or 17, you definitely have more freedom. And that's that's why I think like it wouldn't affect them that much. It's because it's if what as a 16 year old, if what mom says, they probably want to do the opposite, if that makes sense. So that's why if you were more um, against the lockdown, I feel like they turned to be more with the lockdown. But if you were against it, you became with it. I'm talking about older teenagers, my age, 13, 14. I'd say they would listen to what mom says and they wouldn't question it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like political beliefs, religious beliefs. Yeah. All of that. You, you think that the parents have a big impact on how the kid views the world uh, based <clears throat> on the views of through the parents lenses. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, how do you feel like your life was the the last three years? Do you, do you think it, changed i don't think it changed at that much i mean the only thing that changed was like like going to events and stuff because there wasn't that many to go to but we still traveled during covid when before like after they um like reversed the lockdown on the planes Mm -hmm. that that's yeah i think it never really changed honestly just just what um events and stuff but we still kind of went to those if they had them. Yeah. Yeah. We, we didn't, uh, we, we didn't really change our life. No, we, we pretty much lived it normally. Do you think yeah. that me being completely upfront and honest with you about what was going on helped? I think it helped at times you were like, <laughs> like too much, but I, I do think it helped me understand, um, the difference between other people's beliefs. It helped me understand, grasp that everyone doesn't think the same. Mm-hmm. And I think at a young age, you should know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to say you're doing very well. I know it's not <laughs> easy to get your thoughts in, in order. Um, yeah, this is difficult. It is difficult. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Trust me. I know. <laughs> I don't know how you do this. <laughs> Well, I am uh, embracing the moment, the uncomfortability, because when you're uncomfortable, you you grow. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If it if I didn't embrace being uncomfortable, I never would have done this. You, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you remember the BLM riots and? Anarchy and well, hold on. I don't. I don't want to sway your opinion. Tell me what you do. You hear about BLM now? No. Did when did that stop? Right after the election, like base, like maybe a month after the like, like the minute he got in office, it stopped. Like the month after the election, it kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. You mean who Biden? Yeah, like the BLM stuff. Uh huh. And that was in the summer of 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What What were your What What were your thoughts about that? About the movement? I think if they kept it morally correct, it would have been good. Like if if they actually peacefully protest, 
it would have been good. But if the way that they handled it was completely the non-correct way to do it, like if they handled it more like MLK handled the riots, I'd be fine with it, mm-hmm. you know, but the way that they took it was way too far. You, just... you mean MLK? Like, how would you describe how MLK, Martin Luther King? Yeah. How, how would you describe how he handled protest? I, I say he handled it the peaceful way and the correct way. That's what you're actually supposed to do in a protest, not not riots. That's, that's what it really was. They just weren't saying it. It was really riots. But, yeah, if they, if they handled it more peacefully and people didn't get out of control and started burning buildings down, then I think it would have been completely fine. But it was definitely propaganda that they used for the the election. Did you see that right away? As a kid, no. But when but when I like I'm at at the time I was at my dad's and he watches or he watches the news a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I definitely saw what was happening and then I realized it. But like I was still like eleven, eleven or twelve. You so I 10. didn't have ten? Yeah. Twenty oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was ten. So like I didn't have a full grasp of what was happening, but I definitely understood a little bit. Yeah. Did you feel like at 10 years old that there was a huge issue with racism? No, no. But I think they took, I believe that they took it completely out of portion, proportion mm-hmm. with the whole thing. If they were, if, if they were just peaceful with it and did it or something worse happened, like, Instead of what the George Floyd thing happened, mm-hmm. I, I think order for riots to happen that bad, it shouldn't have just been George Floyd. And there was only a few select black people that were killed innocent, that were innocent. And um, they, you can't take people who actually murdered and assaulted people and say they're innocent because they were someone black the cops had to shoot and kill. Yeah. Yeah, so you wouldn't say that, like, looking back at it, you think that they blew it out of proportion for um, political reasons? Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Yeah, I do, too. I mean, if I look back in history, uh, like the Rodney King um, incident uh, that all happened, I'm pretty sure, right, you know, at a a time of... Um, just to create like political unrest. Yeah, almost. If you look back in history, almost every election had something bad going on in the world, and that's that's what the, how they picked their sides. How they made people pick their sides. Mm-hmm. And this time, I don't think anything bad was happening in the world, so they had to make something bad happen in the world. Mm-hmm. Do you think what What's your take? If somebody asked you right now, an alien came down and said. I saw, <laughs> I saw um, people, I saw on the news what happened to George Floyd. Explain to me what your perspective would be. Like if you had to explain the whole George Floyd incident to an alien, the alien said, I heard about George Floyd incident. Mm. Explain it to me. Um, I'd explain it saying that a cop was arresting a black man and he 
put his knee on his neck and killed him. I don't think that was correct. I mean, he definitely did not need to kill him, but he was arresting a criminal. So mm-hmm. that's that's what I would say. I would say that he's a criminal and he was arresting it, uh, arresting the criminal and um, he killed the cr- criminal. Mm-hmm. On purpose or on accident? I'd say on purpose. You think he? You think he intentionally killed him? I honestly don't know because you can't tell if he's putting force on him. Like how much force? How much force? And he also could have been on drugs, and that's what made him collapse. I mean, I'm pretty sure he was a criminal for drugs, right? Yeah, and other horrible yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to move on? On well, let me ask you a question. When on social media and your friends, like they created the the blackout screen, right, um, to show that they stand for BLM. Did you do that on your Instagram? No. To show support. No. Uh, did people ask you why you weren't doing that? Um, if they did, I don't remember, but they might have. They probably did, but I probably just ignored them. I left them on opened or something. <laughs> left them on 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 uh, unread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. What are your thoughts on transgender? It, it seems like it's a really big. I think it's a mental problem. A mental problem. I I think that people who don't know how to take care of their issues, uh huh, are um. I think people who aren't taking care of their issues, they try to um, think of another way to take care of it, which is like kind of how people, when they're depressed, they do they go straight to suicide almost most of the time, mm-hmm. or they go to a therapist. Well, like I think they're just messed up in the head and they don't know what they're thinking about. Honestly, I mean, it's not like if I saw a transgender person, I still greet them as a normal human being, but I. I think it's a mental problem. Yeah, mental health problem. Yeah, mental health problem. You don't think people are born in the wrong body? No. I think that's a whole mental thing. No. That's like that's like you waking up one day and just being like, I want to be a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about your people that you hear that says, I always thought that I was a boy. And now I'm going to, now it's, now it's socially acceptable. Like a few years ago, transgender or transvestites, uh, people that dressed in the opposite gender clothing and lived their life that way, that was that was something in society that, you know, people just dealt with, I guess they accepted it in some kind of way where they're like, well, they like to dress in women's clothes or boys clothes and that's like how I grew up there. There were just people that like to do that. And that's how they lived. Mm-hmm. I even have a friend who is transgender lives her life as a woman, uh, but still has a penis. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what do you think about children being able to make the decision to chemically start taking hormones and essentially like stopping puberty or you know taking hormones to be the opposite sex yeah i know a person that's was like that that was born in it born and raised in arizona 
and he decided that i forgot his real name but he decided that at a young age and said he wanted to be a girl and they took puberty blockers and then um put her put him through the uh, woman hormones i don't know what you call it but mm-hmm. yeah i i don't think that's right i think a kid should definitely not have his own decision um just like how we sign forms and stuff that and the doll has to sign it i think the kid shouldn't have a full outright say in it the doll definitely should sign something and if they sign it and say that they could do it then so what (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. like that's at that point if the parent regrets it then that was a bad decision by you right but that's something that the child lives with for for the rest of their life yeah Mm-hmm. So, you, but when you're born, or when when you basically all you remember is you being that certain gender, that that's like the way you I could put that is you being um adopted and you being told later if that makes sense because you're so young that you barely have a recollection of what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, six and seven, and that's when they're starting it. Like that's when they start uh like uh going putting you through the process. Um, I think you definitely should not be able to do that. Yeah, I think there's something wrong with the parent mentally. Well, well yeah, there definitely is. I mean, they're they're probably very left winged. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> would you Would you call left wing uh like woke? Yeah, I I don't even know if I could call left wing Democrats. They're just like extremists and not even extreme Democrats. I mean. Democrats are like normal people, but like they take it to extreme sometimes. Like I, I think the um the like the Democratic Party right now is just using that as a label to call themselves Democrats, but they're really something else. I don't believe they're Democrats. You think? Like, well, they I, would call them extremists. Well, well, I'm saying like like Biden and stuff. They're they're using the label Democrat to get former democrats to join them mm-hmm. as as a group and but i really don't think like if you look at what they follow it's not what democrats used to follow uh-huh. you, you know what i'm saying gotcha like, yeah it's it's a whole different rule book so i they're just like a party that we don't have a name for but they go under the name democrat so they could get along with the republic Demo- republican and democrat race well look when you say historically Historically, Democrats were the the slave owners, right? Well, yeah, they mm-hmm. they were the ones that wanted racism and segregation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what what I'm saying with like the Democrat thing is this: the stuff that they're like pulling for is more ex- like extreme, just opposite of like almost everyone's morals. Like, if you even look at anything that, like, that, like, not even Democrats, just people who are, like, I don't know how to explain it in the way I'm trying to think of it. But if you look at what they've done, it's it's not like what Democrat standards were, like, what they followed the rule book by. And, and like, like, not saying that there is a rule book, but, like, saying what people's thoughts of them were. Like, they don't follow that and that's why i don't think like they're democrats i guess okay so almost like 
Democrat and name only. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 what I'm trying to say. Okay, Democrat and name only. But just, they have another agenda. They have another agenda. What do you think that agenda is? To take over the world. Like how? <laughs> like get all the get the countries together and just be a whole like one world union. I, like I think one like, world government. Yeah, one world government. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the only way I can see that happening. I don't think it would happen any other way. I mean, America is strong enough to take over all the other countries, but I think they would just all come together and form a team. Do you think America is still strong? A superpower? Yeah, but the only reason why is because of um, our tech. I wouldn't say our, our people anymore. The only way we'd, I mean, the only way we'd win is by the people, but I'd say our tech is so much more advanced than the the other countries. So we get like that's why we win. That's the only thing I could think of. Because of technology. Because of our tech. You would you think that if we were in a fight that us having um right to gun ownership would would slow yes. it down? Yes, hundred percent. Do that's- you know do you know what amendment that is? right to bear arms i know i know the name is it the third second second oh do you know what the first amendment is is the right of free race right to free speech oh good good (laughs) as i'm asking you i'm like oh i hope i remember (laughs) (laughs) all right so we have a couple minutes before we have to go to break give me your thoughts on um joe biden That's such a blatant answer. Well, I already <laughs> I already gave you my thoughts on Democrats. So you could just base it around that. Do you think he's capable of running the country? No. When? I mean, I think someone else is running behind him. Like running it behind him. I think it's like Barack Obama or Kamala Harris or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be someone that's like already been in that superpower. And they just use Joe Biden because he's been in the government for so long. And he's already has a name. I think that's what. But I think of him like I think of every Democrat, which is not which is not the brightest. Do you think he is um, mentally there? No, I think he definitely has like mental issues and not mental issues as like like he's just a bad person. But I think just mental issues and he just is like is not there anymore. Like dementia Dementia, or Alzheimer's or something. He you could talk to him and he won't like understand. (laughs) I guess. Before we go to break, though, I do want to talk about an email that I received. It was from Steph. And this is what she said. Proud to stand with you as a nurse and nurse practitioner. Jody, I have just listened to your interview with Dr. Peter Bragan, who I greatly respect, and your vocal love of the Lord, as well as speaking your truth. You make me so proud to be a fellow nurse. I also left a job in mainstream medicine that I love due to this pandemic. It is because of truth tellers like yourself that we are winning. God always wins. Thank you so much for all you are doing and have done. Anxious to read your book. Also, I cried when you related what your son said about following God and not hiding. You are modeling truth, not just for us, but also for your children. Thank you again, and may God bless you abundantly, my fellow nurse. You make me so proud. Thank you so much, Steph, for that email. 
I appreciate all of the emails that you guys send to me and it, it just humbles me every time I read them. I'd love to hear what you're thinking of this show today because it's completely unique. Um, so please be sure to go on to America Out Loud, Nurse uh, Nurses Out Loud show and send me an email. We'll be right back. It's time and this is You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com, seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me. You are listening to Jody O'Malley on Nurses Out Loud. And I am your host today with my son, Benjamin, who is 13 years old. We uh, had a really good first half, so I hope you caught that, but I'm going to try to lighten up the mood a little bit, <laughs> okay? <laughs> uh, let me ask you, if you could have grown up at any time in the world, yes. right, in the history, I guess I'm asking that, yeah. if you could have grown up at any time, what what year would it be? This answer is probably not anything that you guys would expect but it'd be like the 1890s and i've said this to you before <laughs> because i so there's this game you guys might know it if you're probably like 40 or something um it's called red dead redemption what's it called red dead redemption red dead yeah so basically it's like a wild west kind of like shooter game and it involves like a story mode and stuff and that's what that time was based in and i feel like the people back then were just very so much nicer and they were all so much so much smarter <laughs> so, um i just think that's the the time i want to grow up in mm -hmm. obviously like back then there was probably more crime there then than there was now mm -hmm. especially in the u.s but i still think that's the time i would want to grow up in because i want to be like a wild west kind of like cowboy you, I, think, <laughs> I think that's 
that's that's something that I think is really cool. Okay, so would you want have wanted to live in the West? The West, yeah, definitely. What like, state? Oh, what state? I don't know. Do you remember hearing about like the California Gold Rush? Well, yeah, but not really like they probably like um what is it? Good state. I'd say Arizona. You'd like a- because back then since there wasn't that many buildings it would be colder like way cooler like it wouldn't hit 110 it would it would probably stay in like the 90s in the summertime 95 especially with um back then the air was much nicer and i've seen like like not like studies but like um, videos Mm -hmm. on how what the air has changed with the polluted air makes it hotter i don't know why but it's like something to do with the humidity in the air and all the concrete. Yeah, and all the concrete with the sun reflecting. All of the grass that we have here in Arizona that yeah. they didn't have then. Yeah, and it's also way better to have um, real grass. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you th- do you think it's do you think that there should be grass in Arizona in the desert? No, I mean it's a desert. Even though I don't like to look without the grass, I mean it's not. It shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. I also don't think we should spending we should be spending billions of dollars feeding the grass, right? With our water, <laughs> with our water. You know that they say that there's um like a water problem here, mm-hmm. and that Arizona is going to be without water in the next five ten years or something like that. <laughs> They'll fix that somehow. I feel like I feel like that's one of the other things. Five to ten years, I bet during that time it'll be like election time, and it'll be who who can fix it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I have a plan. I have a plan. We will get water to you. Uh, let's see. Do you know what anxiety is? Anxiety, yeah. What is, what is it? Something I had before all my basketball games. <laughs> <laughs> um, Benjamin is an avid basketball player. Yeah. yeah. But just anxiety is just something like you're very worrisome about um, stuff that's going on in your life. I don't know, like, the exact definition, but the most I could think of is, like, just extremely worrisome. You're worried. Yeah, you're very worried. Do you know what anxiety feels like? Yeah. Other than your basketball game? No, not I've never experienced long-term anxiety. So when like, you say that you have, like, some anxiety before your basketball game, what does it feel like physically in your body? It sucks. But <laughs> <laughs> Can you describe it? Um... Like your stomach's drop twenty four seven, uh huh. Like your stomach's turning. Yeah, like twenty four seven, and then like you have to take a deep breaths, and that's how you get rid of it. For me, at least, like you just, and then like it's it's there, but it's like gone for a few seconds. How did you learn how to cope with anxiety? God, I I just like be like take this away from me, and then he he does it in like three minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you, would you say that you have a close relationship with God? Yeah, but it's all it's always working to get it closer. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when you were younger and you would have nightmares? We would put on uh, a sermon mm-hmm. and you would listen to it. Yeah. Do you think that helped you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I th- I think I'd rather be watching sermons than go to church and. <laughs> I I just I 
the only reason why I think churches what um people do is because of the social interaction. Other than that, I think you could just watch a sermon, and that's the exact same thing as church, just without the people you're talking to. Yeah, so there's something, you know, Benjamin and I, we don't have a, a church that we go to. Uh, we've been to a couple of different ones, but we don't have um, like a church community. And I do feel like that would be important, but especially throughout COVID, um, there was a lot of preachers that I didn't agree with them shutting down the the their church and isolating people in their time of need. And so I lost a lot of respect for so-called Christians, people that call themselves Christians and didn't live like um, a Christian should, if you will. Um, when I say that, I mean, choosing faith over fear. Lots of people were, were divided. Their families were divided. They, um, you know, were just cruel and mean to people thinking that other people and their choices, somehow they should, you know, fall in, in line with what the government was saying. And so anyway, We'll get off that. Do you want to say something? Yeah. Yeah. With the churches, I might have that opinion because I, with all the churches, and I'm talking about um, every single church almost, they're, it's just really messed up when you go deep inside of it. And that's probably why I dislike churches because I, I feel like it gives you a false sense of security sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay. False sense of security. I think a lot of preachers don't preach the right doctrine. I, I think a lot of preachers preach some of the right stuff, but they don't actually truly believe that. Uh, they don't live. They, they don't, don't live, walk the walk. walk. Yeah, they don't walk the talk. No, <laughs> walk the talk. Talk the walk. <laughs> um, Do you think I give you enough freedom? Yeah, because I know like if I wanted to, I could go ask and hang out with my friends and if, if I don't want to I could stay home. I have a lot of freedom. I think so. Well, there was uh that one um example you gave me. You had one of your friends spend the night and he was trying to get you to go outside at like two in the morning because you guys were still awake. Well yeah, just being faithful to what your mom respects and then you earn more freedom. Like then that and that will help you. So like, can you tell them the audience that that little scenario what happened so basically one of my friends we were hanging out and he was very bored since we live in a small apartment and we're both night owls so we wanted to do something other than play xbox so he wanted to go outside and um i didn't want to go outside for one but i also just know my mom if she found out she'd get mad at me and ground me and one, I know I don't want to be grounded. Two, I respect my mom's like rules because I know like if it's not this is not my actual curfew, but my curfew is like one, then like it could get boosted to three. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like by just respecting it, get, getting brownie points, then it boosts. But your curfew is not one a.m. right no, now. No. But it may be in a couple years. I never said it was. I that's what I said. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify that. So thank you for respecting my opinion mm -hmm. or, and my boundaries, boundaries, because yeah. you know what would happen 
<laughs> giving me the death stare. <laughs> death stare. Strip you from uh, all of your creature comforts. Uh, I always tell my kids, I, I would tell them, like, listen, I will always love you no matter what. But me liking you is going to be based on how we get along and how I how you respect me and how I respect you. So we have a choice. You know, it, you feel that mm-hmm. trust, trust, because <laughs> dur- during the 2020, I got grounded for like three months. You want to tell them about that? What happened? There was multiple things that happened. Um, it was it was like bad grades and just um getting like calls from the teacher. I think that's what got my mom like frustrated with me because the teacher would call me because I was like a class clown. So they would call my mom a lot. And I think one time I got like um not in school suspension, but it basically was because I was I was in the office from like like 10 to 3 so mm-hmm. so that's it was basically in school suspension so I think that's what got my mom mad that's yeah. really it and then and then I think I didn't come home in time once and that's what got you mad no the no, the no, actual no, no, no. story of that like, was it was a lot <laughs> <laughs> and and it's and it's crazy how you don't really exactly remember the time, but it was in the in 2020, I had gotten you uh, a tutor and you wanted to go spend time with your dad. And so you went and, and stayed in Chicago for like yeah, two months and, um, and, and you had the online tutor and I was giving you the freedom. But then when you came home, you were just in this hormonal stage or whatever of just rebelling every single thing I tried to take away from you was not working. And I, and I kind of lost it. I was like, Oh my gosh, what, what's happening to us? What's happening to our relationship? And then that's when I realized I need to get you in some kind of physical activity. And then we found basketball and thank goodness you fell in love with the sport. Yeah. I, I just need to be away from my mom. That's what <laughs> do you think basketball do you think it's important for a kid to play a sport your age yeah or just find a hobby that's not sitting at home watching tv like just just find a hobby go outside i think if you just go outside and you're not overweight then you're fine but if, if i i think no matter how old you are you should never be oh like 20 pounds overweight than what you should be Mm-hmm. So I think you should always find a physical activity if you are. So do you do you see a difference in your mood or your outlook on life when you're training hard? Yeah, I think when you hit like that two week mark of working out daily and consistently, I think that's when you start feeling better about yourself. And then and then you recognize it on your body when when you look good, you feel good. Yeah, that's true. So you've noticed a change in your body when you when you train hard. Yeah. When when we go on that spurt of like three weeks to a month of basketball, 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 I definitely feel better about myself. The sucky thing about that is you also need breaks. And and that's kind of what throws us off. Yeah. <laughs> you know? we, yeah. We take breaks, then we just like extend that break too long. And then that's what messes most people up. Yeah. That's um 
Well, I guess that that might lead me into another question. If there's one thing you could change about me, what would it be? About you? Yeah. I don't know. I like you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I think just being self-determined to do stuff like you. You're the one that motivates yourself and not someone else other than God. But like, I think that's that's the only thing I change about you. Is to be more motivated. Yeah. Be more self-motivated, like have more self-control. Like with not, food, not self control, but be more like when you're laying in bed. And for, I know you don't do this, but for example, you're like, I need to get my 20 push ups in. Get out of your bed and get the 20 push ups in. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. don't sit in your bed and just keep thinking about it for 30 minutes, then end up not doing it. Just be more self determined to do stuff. So, when we're on our workouts and we're doing good and, and we're on a roll with it, you, you like how I how I act, yeah. if you will. Mm-hmm. You think my mood is different? It's better. It's better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like what Benjamin's saying is when I take a break, I kind of like go off the deep end and binge with food. Yeah. Especially when like a new TV series comes out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Woo, I'm going to watch 10 hours. Of- <laughs> yeah. It's like a whole marathon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Heard. Heard. I like being more motivated too. Um, let's see. If you could tell your peers who are struggling with depression or thoughts of suicide, what would it be? Um, what I said earlier, just go get a hobby. Um, and find a physical activity you like. And if you don't like physical activities, even though it sounds dumb as a teenager, like pick up like knitting or something. Like just pick up something that you enjoy, even books. It, and I don't like books myself, but I would say books would be something that you also have in like an outlook, an outlet to and go when you're feeling depressed or sad. Do you think that so somebody who has depression or suicidal thoughts you're saying to read a book do stuff do something <laughs> do something alone or do something with other people do some anything just get your mind off what you're thinking about okay so like literally just do change s- your perception yeah literally just do something that requires your 100% attention okay L- it could be literally anything it, like no, the only thing i suggest you not to do it's just watch TV and sit home because idle time, as you say, is the devil's playground. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard from you. So like that's, and I, I believe that. So I'd say just try not to do something that makes you idle, but I, that keeps you engaged. I keep, yeah. hundred like percent keeps you engaged. And even though you're probably not going to be a fan of what I'm going to say, but I would say Xbox, like you have to be hundred percent engaged to do what you're doing, even though it's not the best for you, but mm-hmm. you have to be hundred percent engaged in what you're doing. So I'd say that's a good outlet and, and a new outlook on your life, especially if you have something you look forward to every day, like hit a goal or something like set a goal for yourself and go reach the goal, set a goal. Then, that's a good one. And then once you hit that goal, then you um reach something that's farther than that. Yeah. 
Cause there's a lot of confidence and self-esteem that's, that comes along with yeah. setting a goal and completing it. Yeah. And confidence is the main reason why people are depressed. Cause they don't like how they look or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the only way that like you wouldn't be depressed because of that, I could think of is just like someone dying or someone that you cared about that left you or something, you know? Yeah. Do you think your friends at your age, well, I won't just say your friends, but your peers, do you think that there's a lot of depression and suicidal thoughts in your age group? I think it was like that during COVID. And I can't speak for someone else, but I think a lot of the depression kind of that like goes around is you seeking attention from other people. You want attention from other people. You like pick me, choose me, love me, like that type of attention because you want you want someone to reassure you that you're okay. It, like I think that's a lot of our depression, especially especially if you don't really have anything going on that's wrong. And not saying I could see through what you are, but just just like keep that in mind. You're not depressed if you're just looking for attention. Like look, take a step back and realize what you're actually thinking. Yeah, because a lot of people want to commit suicide because they feel like they're not seen or they're not heard. Yeah, well, or and they're, they're struggling in their yeah. in their mm-hmm. own in their own sadness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that I feel like the main reason why people want to commit suicide. Not saying everyone, but the the main reason that I see that people want to commit suicide is that they're like they won't miss me. Which means that you want them to miss you. Mm-hmm. So like a cry for help, like a cry for help. And what I say to that is like with the hobbies and stuff, go spend time with your family and you'll realize that they care about you. You know what I mean? I mean, I can't say the same for everyone. Some people just have really bad families and abusive relationships. But I, I'd say that's definitely the, the main reason that you should just go out with your family if you really think that they really miss you or you know what I mean I, you know what I, mean? I kind of went off track but like you get yeah, what I'm saying I understand who is what is your number one most important relationship in your life God God how do you think you develop that praying like and when I say praying I don't even really mean praying I, I mean like just talking to him randomly <laughs> like <laughs> like being like, hey, I love you. Like, just mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like and a friend, kind of? Like a friend. I mean, that's how I talk to him. I don't talk to him, like, even though I probably should change that. I don't talk to him, like, God Almighty, please. Like, I talk to him more as, like, a, a friend God. <laughs> yeah, I do, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, when people are like, oh, pray for me. You know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't feel like I have the best, like, prayer uh cadence if you will or words because i just am constantly always just talking to him Mm -hmm. i'd say like if someone asked to pray i'd be like please help this dude out like he needs it and i could tell like that type of not like god almighty oh please help help him you know Mm -hmm. right right anything else you want to talk about no there's nothing that you can think of. We have a couple minutes left. Then you think of something. Well, how about this? So today, Benjamin and I took a, a trip to the library. 
I told him he's not a big reader, but neither am I. And, you know, I just know how important reading is, you know, for education and stuff. I I think that we can easily be self-taught and we don't need to go to college and have a college education. We can, you know, teach us. We could talk about is, do you think college is important or not? Do you think college is important? No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't? No. No, why not? Um, Mainly because most people who come out of college end up not using their degree. Like, some people do, and when they do, normally they get paid. But I think reading something and being your own self-entrepreneur, like being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. is you will, if you're looking for the money route rather than I just want a job I love, if you're looking for the money route, I think entrepreneur nowadays is more important than going, spending basically, in my opinion, wasting eight years of your life to get a, a good degree mm-hmm. and then working your way up to the top. Like to, and potentially not even using and it. And potentially not even using it because you're like, I really don't love this anymore. Like, this is not my passion. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They say the average person changes career seven times. Yeah. Seven times before they finally settle in. I mean, I didn't get my um, RN until I was 39 years old. Yeah. You know, and so that was very important. But I will tell them about the the library thing. So we did go to the library and we're trying to figure out uh, books that may be of interest to him. And I asked them uh, for one of our selections because they said to get 15 books (laughs) <laughs> yeah 10 to 15 books i was like i am not doing this and i'm like how about two or three yeah <laughs> <laughs> so the librarian uh when i asked her i said okay well how about um a story of a relationship with god and a book about religion and then i said well not not religion not a specific religion but a relationship with god and do you know that both librarians that we asked that were puzzled? And I I thought, oh my gosh, you don't have any selections right off the bat. And so I kind of looked at Benjamin and I said, huh, maybe you should write a book for your age group about your relationship with God. And, and he said, why? Because you wrote a book. And then the librarian said, Oh, you're an author. And I said, yeah, I'm going to be releasing my book in a couple of weeks. And she said, what's it about? And I said, well, I'm a, I'm a nurse and it would be about my experience through COVID, uh, showing how my faith got me through it all. And I said, is there any way that I could have the book in the library? And she said that they actually have an Arizona author section and that they would love to host my book or yeah. 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 I have my book there. So I think with Benjamin, I, I think he has uh, an amazing heart. He's a sweet kid, a very hard worker. And a lot of people in his age group, I think needs to hear from strong voices such as himself. So thank you so much for joining me today. That was, that was lovely. I, I think we should do this again. That, that Do you find that it was hard? I think I ease into it more in the second half, but I'd say this was easier than I thought, but I was definitely nervous at first. And I could hear that 
like when I was listening, like I can't really hear myself, but like when I was listening to what I was actually saying, I was like, why did I say that? <laughs> right. It's not an easy thing. Yeah. So, so this is one of the things that I wanted to do for his homeschool, uh, for him to get used to talking and speaking his thoughts and saying what his thoughts are, because I would love to see him connect uh, with the online community and his age group and just have open dialogue. I, we talked about it about a year ago and and he said, well, as long as I could talk about anything I want. And I said, well, let, let's let's see how that goes. Let's see how your maturity level uh, increases before I give you full reign to speak to everybody out loud. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it would be good. So I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. But that's all the time we have today, friends. But remember, we are here on air five days a week, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern with a different nurse host daily. Please be sure to tune in and listen to myself and my amazing sister nurses. As we walk you through all of these hot topics, we will empower you with information and education. We will advocate and we will stand in the gap for you because we are nurses and this is what we do. I'm your host, Nurse Jody O'Malley, and you can find me here every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to make America Out Loud your daily stop for all the latest news and happenings. We must do our part and share the stories, the articles, the podcasts, so we can help secure America's future. Until next time, be safe, be well, and God bless. We are five strong nurses, not afraid to engage in this battle. We want to empower and encourage others to do the same. We are in a war for the truth. We're putting out a bounty on the real misinformation and exposing the purveyors of propaganda. Join us weekday with a different nurse host daily. No topic is off limits as we shine our lights and expose the darkness. It's time and